0: Hi, and welcome to the Popcorn Brain Creative Podcast. My name is Caroline Dahlian-Hughes, and I'm here, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you today. What the subject is, how to publish a sewing or craft book, how to publish, yeah, some kind of book in that field, is what we're going to talk about today. That is because I, this fall of, um, yeah, 2021, I will publish my third book. And I always said to myself that, yeah, I want to be an author. I want to be a writer. And then when I published my first book, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. But in some way, way, I didn't feel like it was true. I didn't feel like I really was an author. And that probably has a lot to do with the imposter syndrome. That you you just never feel like you're good enough. You never feel like you really deserve it or that you're not bluffing in some way or that somebody made a mistake. And yeah, all those things. Or you kind of think, okay, i published one book, but it might only sell ten copies, so... Yeah, then I don't really want to call myself a writer. Yeah. Anyways, then those negative thoughts made me think to myself that I'm not a real author yet, but I will be when I publish three books. And that is, of course, really, really silly, because you can be an author, you can be a writer even without publishing anything. But, anyways, this fall it will be time for my third book to come out. And that is, of course, huge. And now I have to actually say to myself, Caroline, you are a real writer now. No more saying that this isn't true and it's just lucky coincidence or something. I really have made three books. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the process how to do it, and what to look out for, and yeah, how to manage in all of it. Welcome. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Welcome to this episode. It's going to be fun. Yeah, three books, and they're all in the sewing field. The first two books are published in Danish with two different publishing companies, and the third one coming out this fall is uh, English. It's with the American company c Publishing, and it's going to be great. It's going to be huge for me because Denmark is a very, very small country. So there is a big limit on how many people will be interested in a sewing book. Because a small population and only a small percentage of that population sews and only a small population, percentage of the population that sews will, yeah, like my sewing book. So naturally, it it yeah, it doesn't go that far. But yeah, it's going to be fun to see how different it will be to actually publish a book that's in English, so it can be read uh, in many places. But I wrote my first book long time ago, and um, I've had this dream to be an author, I don't know, since I was probably a teenager. I loved creative writing in school. I just loved making these uh, essays on pretty much anything. They were my favorite part of school. And I started writing a book when I was probably 17 and I found it recently and it's cringy and horrible and yeah, whatever. But it was a fun project to do and it was a fun dream to have and it was a a great creative outlet and I would be inspired whenever I'd write a book myself, whenever I'd seen a good film or when something interesting had happened in my crazy interesting teenage life. So I'd go and write about it and it would just be this ongoing project. And of course, there were also some, some dreams related to it. The whole idea that, oh, maybe maybe this will one day come out as a book. And yeah, whatever. That, that definitely didn't happen with that book. I also really like drawing, and I had this dream also to make children's books. And I guess I was just really drawn to pretty children's books, even as, a, as somebody who was way too old for that. But um, sorry about that. But I was drawn to children's books, good illustrators, good stories. I was read to a lot as a child and loved to read myself. And I just kept up the interest for these ways of telling stories with beautiful imagery. And uh, it was really a dream. And I also drew different things, yeah, in my kind of early 20s, tried to make some children's books and basically probably wasn't talented enough in the writing department or the drawing department and send out some of them to publishing houses, got them back and of course that's always sad but I still look back at it and think okay it's a creative journey and it was fun to try and I guess there are just very very few people who send one script off and then that's the script that works and you just get it published just like that. I guess that's a story that sometimes happens but not very often so I think it's just part of the journey as a writer to accept that. But anyways, started on my uh, creative design uh, route as well in my life. And when I was in design school, I thought it was so much fun. And I loved a lot of the aspects of design school. But I also loved um, to not follow the rules. And the the, the sewing books that I have published and that, that I am publishing are all kind of on that theme, they're no pattern, stress-free, fuss-free sewing, uh, where you just, um, yeah, it feels kind of spontaneous, There of course there are certain rules to it, because that's, that's the content of the book, of these techniques, and yeah, how to do it, but to not have to get out the big paper patterns, and to just measure from a t-shirt, or make your own template from, yes from some other piece of clothing and then just sew from that. And that was what I had always done since getting my first sewing machine at 13. And that was what I kind of kept doing during design school, even though I also had to learn how to make patterns and how to follow them and construct things properly. But whenever I would go to the sewing uh, machine floor on the weekends at the design school just to just to make stuff for myself... I would never really use patterns I would just use my techniques and it looked fun it looked good and I wore the things and yeah felt felt good about it and that was my first time thinking that I wanted to teach this to somebody else so that's also yeah 15 years or more ago that I actually made my first my first layout of a pattern-free sewing book and I think I have it in paper form somewhere and it. It's also really bad, um, but it shows how long the process is, how long it can take. And I don't remember if I sent it out to anybody, um, but anyways, nobody would have accepted it. So so that that that's cool. And then since then, my author career has just been trying, writing stories, writing ideas down, again with a popcorn brain, receiving everything my brain is trying to give to me and just noting the ideas down and then prioritizing them thinking okay what what is this idea really and how can it how can it be uh how can it be turned into life and is it really possible or can i draw this that i'm thinking of no i can't okay how could i do it some different way oh i'll do i'll spend my time doing something else oh this is easy this is fun all these things and i've made both Um, novels, I've made children's books, that have never been taken on by any publishing house. I'm still sending those out there, and it's just a really, really long journey. But the journey we're going to talk more about today is, of course, the one with the sewing books, because that has actually worked. So basically, I've had these ideas for the no-pattern sewing books, and um, yeah, I found books that I like, of course. I've noted down the publishing houses of these books, so get a good idea of the style that you've made books in, and also find, yeah, find inspiration, see which, which, see which books you like, and I'm not talking about copying, but I'm just talking about how books can speak to you, and how a book can welcome you, and how you can just love a certain publishing house for how they lay out their books, how they make it look really really good and how the content is awesome and all these things Um so you have a long list of different publishing houses that could be suitable for the idea that you have I did that with my sewing books first in Danish first uh, in the Danish companies and then with the American one the English one I also did a, an international list of publishing houses and this is also a field that actually changes a lot so a lot of the books I had um, that I bought, both when in England or just bought online and I loved and I you know, got a lot of inspiration from, some of the publishing houses had merged or simply shut down because, yeah, the paper book business is, um, yeah, it's not a business that's super steady at the moment. So this list, of course, would also change um, with time and I could write a publishing house and then think, why, did, why didn't I get a response from them? Oh, and then I found out that, oh, they've gone under three years ago. So, yeah, always keep looking for new publishing houses, keep looking for new books, keep looking for new places uh, that would be interested in your book. Then I like to contact them to actually just check, are you still in business? Are you accepting a manuscript sent in? Uh, Some of them will have this information on their website, and some of them will say you can only send here if you have a literary agent, and that's not so much with sewing books. I feel that that's more with children's books or novels that you can't send anything in without an agent. But for the sewing books, you can actually send in um, just just being you know your own personal person, and that is that that's quite nice because being in Denmark, yeah, I wouldn't really know how to get an agent for books. But you can also find lots of information about that online, and then just hopefully hearing back from these publishing houses some of them were really good to reply and a lot of them are so so polite and so nice so you kind of you you get really happy because you think oh this is such a nice person i'm sure they're going to take my book and and they are just they are just being nice and just being good with writing emails so don't get your hopes up too soon of course but just also be nice and answer them in a kind way ask them how they would like to receive your manuscript if everything is on the website, you, you might not need to do that, but you can still do it as a way of introducing yourself. That's, of course, up to you. Then you kind of make a synopsis or, yeah, figure out an outline for your book. So it's important to, of course, have a lot of it finished so it's possible to see your idea. And with that, I don't mean that you have to have every style, every project finished at all, because... That also might be not the best thing to do in case the publishing house actually want to change some of it. So then it's just, yeah, then it would just be really bad if you had, if you had done it all. Um, So create an outline, have a title idea, write a bit about who the target group is for the book and figure out what other books are out for this target group that your book will compete with so you take all these in, things into consideration, and there actually are some some thoughts from you as well about how this book will differ, what this book will bring to the target group, and make sure that that target group is actually also in the publishing house um, target group. So so it matches, and if it doesn't, if it's a new target group for the publishing house, but you still think it could work, then of course you also have to give some good uh, realistic ideas about why you think this target group could be added onto the publishing house and how they could be reached. <clears throat> that is an important part of the the outline for the book. And in my case it was sewing books. So I had to write a little bit about the techniques about the book, who this book is for of course and how it will yeah, how the reader can go ahead with the projects. And I also did show some of the, yes, some of the styles, some of the different uh, step-by-step DIYs. I had done some, yeah, some um, style shoots, uh, yeah, photo shoot for some style shots, and, and they weren't perfect, but it was a way of showing, this is the style I like for the shoots, this is the style I like for models, for the feel of my book. Um, They're not perfect, but this is kind of what I think it could look like. And of course, nothing is done at this point and you have to be very open and also willing to change things, but it still gives the publishing house a good idea. So all these things, you put them together in a PDF and write a little bio about yourself as well, who you are, and also being an author in this modern-day publishing world. It's very much about what you can bring. So, you really have to think about what your social media channels are. If you are pitching a book to a publishing house, it is not just necessary for the book to be, or for the book idea to be outstanding and new and great and super uh, interesting for the target group. It's also really important how you can market it. So, have a blog, have a newsletter, have an Instagram account or YouTube account, or have a social media presence, because... Your publishing house will actually look at that and just see okay how many people can this author reach herself or himself because they of course have some different outlets they have channels where they will pitch the book but you also have to do a lot of work yourself so they'll be interested in an author with a big social media presence or with a big uh, big group of followers So if you have that, that is a really good thing to also write in your book pitch. Basically, that is what I send off. And the good, yeah, good behavior in this uh, publishing, um, publishing world, fishing for publishers for your book, is to not send it out to more than two at a time. And preferably, if you have time to send it to one at a time, that's good because yeah how bad would it be if you know more publishing houses than just one said yes and it would be great for you of course if you could do some kind of um, yeah fishing for more money or a better contract or yeah or that kind of thing but it doesn't leave you in a good standing with the publishing house if they want, if one publishing house wants it, and another publishing house wants it as well, and then you have to actually go to one of them and say, oh, by the way, yeah, this was already sold to somebody else. Good for you that you got your book idea sold, but that publishing house might not be interested in, yeah, receiving another pitch from you. So you have to think about, like, mm, how to behave, what, what what's, what's good, what, how, what can you kind of, what can you accept yourself, but there's just also this other part of um, pitching book ideas, that is that sometimes it takes a long time for these publishing houses to answer. Uh, when I published my first book in Danish, I had a publishing house that was interested. They said they were interested and that they would get back to me. And I literally waited for six months and uh, tried to like, you know email them, say, how's it going? Have you thought more about it? And they were just, yeah, maybe, yeah, we're still not deciding. We're still not sure. And they ended up saying no to the book idea. But that was a long time for me to just wait and hold on. And um, I had sent it out to some other publishing houses at the same time, other than accepted it though. But you have to also just make up with yourself how much you want to wait, and is this book idea super urgent? Is this something that is just trendy right now? Because then you might just send it to more publishing houses, even though it's not the most polite thing to do, but simply just to have a better chance of getting the book out while it's relevant. But anyways, I sent books out, first to the Danish publishing houses, and um, yeah, some of them take a long time just to answer, and to just give you a no, so that is of course really really sad, annoying, and you only get like a standard response, so you can't even, yeah, you don't even get any feedback that is useful, Uh, and in that way, yeah, you can kind of feel a bit, yeah, sorry for yourself that you have to sit and wait uh, for, for negative responses, and then you can send it out to some more publishing houses, wait again, and get more negative responses, but that is part of the game of being a writer and it's just if you're not ready to deal with that then yeah then it's going to be really depressing for you because there will be for most of us there will be many negative uh, replies unfortunately but it's a waiting game and you just have to keep your hopes up keep working at other projects and being of course open to what could be changed in the book if uh, some of the publishing houses come back to you with an idea about they're not quite sure that they wanted that specific way but if you could be open to altering it a bit of course you have to decide with yourself how much you're willing to alter and how far you're willing to go but it is uh, yeah it is a team process with the publishing house so you have to yeah you have to also be willing to be flexible yeah in most cases anyways. Finally, I found a publishing house for my first English book and went to a meeting with them. They had also seen the picture course and the kind of the, the pretend style shots that I'd done. We talked about the the look of the book, the feel of the book, and how the model should like be happy and smiley and that they, they wanted lots of colours in the book and, and basically you kind of just talk about ideas and how you can how you can meet um, find yeah find a good deal about how to do it. Some publishing houses then they offer to do the photos or they offer to do the layout of it. And in my case, I did the photo and the style shoots myself, but then sent all the files uh, and all the text and all the illustrations everything to them, and then they had an editor in house who set it all up, and I had to proofread it and then basically just um, yeah, accept it. And that's that's very nice. You can also say, hey, I can I can do all this myself. This could save you some money if you really want to sell um, your idea idea. And you might also not be, yeah, it might not be possible for you to do the shoots. So in that case you have to make a plan with the publishing houses publishing house to so that they that they hire a photographer, that they get everything and do that. And then you have to accept that you're yeah, you're kind of not in control of it anymore. And that might also be a demand from them that they have a specific idea and that they actually want to be certain that it lives up to that so that they're just taking over. So there's all of these different outcomes when you actually get to work with a publishing house. And it's never quite sure what it will be for you. And you just have to figure out, will you take anything they'll throw at you because you're just so happy to get a book out? Or is there actually something where you draw the line, something where you want the final say? I think it's important to figure that out before you are too far in the process and you suddenly said yes to something you're actually not comfortable with. But anyways, just you know, basically be open, be happy to work with the publishing houses. They know what they're doing, and it might be necessary to, as it's called, kill your darlings, that if you have something that you're really, really excited about, it, it might not be as great as you think it is. So, so be open to seeing the, the, the ideas that the publishing house have. And perhaps your idea is fantastic and you just know that in your heart and then you know that you need to fight for it. That is up to you. something to, Something to think about and consider before you are too far. With my new sewing book coming out in November, Style Hacking, it's CNT Publishing, and they've been great, and they were so nice right from the beginning. I sent uh, the, the pitch out to them, uh, and actually, yeah, a couple others as well, because I've been used to such really, really slow reaction times from the Danish publishing houses, so I thought, okay, this is going to take forever, so I, uh, I'm just going to risk sending it to uh, a few more at a time. And then I actually had two publishing houses interested in it at the same time. And uh, they were both really quick. I guess I was really, really lucky with c Publishing. They, the, the, the editor who got it, just kind of, uh, she was going to a meter, meeting uh, for new proposals later that day. And she brought it and they liked it. And, and that was basically like a dream story about how something could work out. Um, and the other publishing house also came back to me quite quickly after that with uh, the the idea, or oh, sorry, the the reply that that they were interested in it. And then I just yeah, I went to their websites and looked at what else they had published and what kind of what their styles were and which publishing house I thought would fit me best. And yeah, it was really weird to actually do that and think, oh my God, there's two houses, uh, uh, perhaps one to publish this book, at least go ahead with the process of it. And, but then I chose CNT Publishing and they just, yeah, they looked like they knew exactly what they were doing and that they were going to be a good match for my book. And then started a long process, and of course this was fun because this was in the middle of COVID and it was also in the, yeah, they were in America and I was in Denmark, so it was a lot of Zoom meetings, about how to go ahead and um, normally I would send or I would deliver all the sewn stuff to them and they would do the photo shoots because but because the distance was so huge of course that wasn't possible so we agreed that I would do the shoots myself and that was also a fun challenge in the time of COVID how to do like a shoot with not too many models at the same time nobody doing makeup nobody doing hair not even having a photographer on set, because, yeah, just the limits. We had to put the limit on the people being there. So I took the photos myself as well. So big, big challenge. And yeah, but, but really so nice because the team on CNT were so great. And it was just interesting to get to know people and have these meetings and see also what a big publishing house they actually were and all the different aspects there are. Book publishing—how many things actually go into it? Um, at the same time, I was working on my second Danish book with a Danish publisher, and that was then completely different because she was very local, so we could meet up and we could have these, yeah, fun brainstorm meetings and talk about the book and, yeah, do it on a whole different level. But um, yeah, it was just a big contrast, and both things worked really well. But it was fun to 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 try to try both ways. And then basically you have meetings, you keep, you know, you make a plan and uh, with the Danish Publishing House, it was a quite quick plan. We wanted to make the book in a couple of months, basically. So that was like, uh, we had to make one schedule about when the styles would be done, when I was going to do the shoot and how we're going to proceed and how much time for editing, how much time for proofing, how much time for printing and so on. And, of course, with CNT Publishing House, it was a different story, a lot more time put into it, a longer process in every aspect of it, so I had to work on two different um, schedules, in a way. And, yeah, it was a fun time of lots of sewing, lots of taking photos uh, along the way, Cutting, marking, keeping my house nice and tidy, or at least like trying to, f- and making sure that there was good lighting when I was taking photos for the step-by-step instructions. Then getting all the outfits ready, getting models, making sure I had a plan for which models were going to wear what, what clothes they were going to bring themselves to have as extra, how we're going to take the photos for the style of shoots getting a location, like where we're going to... We took some at home with some, uh, yeah, some paper backgrounds. We took some in the local art museum where I kind of borrowed um, one of the rooms for, on a Monday where they were closed and just had lots of challenges with suddenly the light wasn't as good as it was the day we tested it. Then there was a model who was sick. And then oh, we had to just get somebody to fill in and all these things. And then after that, all the editing... Setting everything up, writing the instructions, writing about the fabric, the materials, the techniques. Um, I mean, this these books I've made have been without paper patterns, so there's not been any printing process in that, and making sure that everything is up to um, correct standards with sizing or something. But then instead, it's double checking that the techniques that I'm making in my books, of course, are totally right. So getting somebody to test them, getting somebody to try it out, making sure it's, it's understandable. So a lot of fun aspects. And then there's just the joy when you then send files, your, all your documents off to the publishing house and their editor set it up. And you just, yeah, it's, it's the best feeling of then seeing what it looks like and really feeling so proud and just, yeah, so happy. And then, of course, there also might be something that you're actually not happy about, uh, something that doesn't look quite right. And then how to figure out how to say that, because, yeah, it is really, really important as Alpha and Omega that you keep a good relationship with your publishing house. So if there is something that isn't quite how you want it to be, then really think about how you communicate that, because, yeah, you want to stay on friendly terms with them. And just as... You would also be upset if they came to you with something they were unhappy about. There are also people sitting there and doing, you know, the best they can and making it look as, yeah, as good as it possibly can from their side. So, yeah, it's really about being nice and polite and knowing that um, there might be an error somewhere. It might be something that can be done better. But to really keep the tone good because you have to, you have to work together and you're working on a very important Baby, almost that, yeah, you're, you're both parents too, in a way. Then lots of uh, different versions corrections, new version, more corrections, a new version, until finally you can make any more corrections and you just really have to hope that you've spotted everything in it that might not be right. And then, yeah, then you let it go and you wait until that uh, great day. Where you get a box and you open it and you have a book in there and then yes of course then there's all the marketing all the social media presence you have to do if if you can book signings and all that and there's so much that 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 um is also an aspect of this that i guess is relatively new in the way that like social media works now and with influencers as well that you become like an influencer for your own book and That is that is hard work. There is a lot of things that you need to do. And luckily it's fun. Luckily it's it's most likely things you want to do. Because of course you want to talk about your book. You want to do things from your book. You want to, yeah, all that. But it still takes time. And um, book writing, I guess, sewing book writing, it's not something that makes you rich. Maybe one day. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. You can write books and become filthy rich, but I guess it's a different that's a different genre than what I am working in at least. So yeah, most likely you need to do other things as well. So you also have to look out for yourself. You know, be kind and know that you can't do it all and you might have to say no to your publishing house to certain things because there just isn't time for you to do all the marketing they would like you to. And I'm sure you're also maybe Working on the next book in your head and already having new ideas. If you're, a, yeah, if you're a popcorn brain creative, then then I'm sure you you would be. So of course, look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. Also, just in the whole process of of sending stuff in, you make things, you write things, you create something that you think the world should and would enjoy. So when you send it out to publishing houses. And they might not even reply or they send it back to you and saying they're not interested. It actually really hurts. And it is a cliche, but that kind of rejection is, yeah, it's tough. So be careful. Um, yeah. Don't take it too personally. And I know it's, it's hard not to. But just just still still know that, that, that it can be good. And it is good. That just, you might not be for everyone. And uh, that might just be the wrong publishing house. They might have misunderstood it. You might, you might find the place soon that will love it just as much as you do. So don't be too hard on yourself. Being a writer is, yeah, it's necessary that you can take a lot of rejection. But it's also fun. It's You do it because it's fun. Because, yeah, as I said before, there's not that much money in it. So it's simply the idea of getting something out there that you've made. And will also help other people. Will inspire other people. Will bring beauty or pride or fun or you know, it's because you've done something. You want to share it with other people. It might help them. It might show them something. That is a reward in itself. But yeah, take care of yourself, of course. And if you, if you manage to do something, even though it doesn't get published, well done to you. Well done for writing something. Well done for. Finishing something, even though it's just a pitch, and if you finish something completely, super well done. I mean, it's hard work, and even though it doesn't get published, you are still a writer. I promise you that. And if you do get published, well done to you as well. I know how hard the journey is. I hope this episode has inspired some of you, and also just, um, yeah, given some insight about the process. And I'm also aware that this was my journey into uh, publishing some sewing books and there might be other ways to do it. And I would be super interested in actually hearing from you if you have heard of other ways or you've had a different journey as well. That could be fun to hear. And something I'm also very interested in is the whole self-publishing thing. So I think we will get round to talking about that in another episode because I actually have also... Tried a little bit uh, with that. And uh, yeah, let's save that for a different episode. Good luck with the publishing houses out there. Good luck with writing, drawing, making, whatever it is that you're doing. Well done to you for trying because it's a tough world out there. Keep being creative and just enjoying what you do. Yeah, then the rejections don't feel quite as bad, even though I know they still suck. But it's a long journey, so stay on it. Don't give up. All my best wishes of luck to you out there. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can find more about me on Instagram, on Popcorn Creative, and we also have a Facebook page. If you want to know more about me and my personal blog, you can find it at scandymama.com, and that is Scandymama with a K, because that's how it's spelled in Scandinavia. I also have an Instagram account, caroline.scandymama, again, with a K, both Caroline and Scandymama. And I also have a YouTube account where you can see a lot of my tutorials. Just search for Scandymama Caroline and it will come up. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care, stay creative, and look after your creative popcorn brain.